AI Tools for Creators, the podcast that dives deep into creativity aided by artificial intelligence and machine learning. Welcome to AI Tools for Creators. If you're a voiceover, a voice actor, or any way involved in the voiceover industry, you need to listen to this episode. The state of the voiceover industry is changing and AI is creeping up fast. Let's just have a quick listen to this sample. This is how AI-generated voices used to sound. And this is how AI voiceovers sound now. Wow, they even have breaths and emotion. Impressive. I'm Mike Russell. I'm Isabella Russell. And we're going to learn so much in this episode. Isabella, how is the voiceover changing uh, right now in the the whole industry, thanks to AI? Um, Let me start off with the context of the fact that as a company, we work with over 150 different voiceover artists. Uh, One of my jobs is to listen to demos of voice artists who are interested to be uh, represented by us and to choose who's good enough, who isn't. Now, let me tell you something. Out of, um, say, 100 applications, I would maybe select 20, I would say that we're good enough, right? Like there are a lot of people who want to be voice artists or wanted to be voice artists. And they thought that, okay, I can have a microphone, I've got a good enough voice, I can do this. But the reality is that out of the 100, maybe 20 have good enough training, background, ability to use their voice, they have the voice and know how to use it well, okay? But now the sad reality is that out of those 20 we've already selected, maybe, maybe five or 10 will still survive. So I think that moving forward, we are going to have enormous exodus of voiceover artist people or people who wanted to be voiceover artists. And we are going to see only the top remain. Because the sad reality is, as the sample you've played, AI is good enough for most of the kind of, you know, budget-friendly Um, projects and those really incredible voice artists will be still used perhaps for more premium projects but the selection will be incredibly harsh so out of the hundred maybe five will remain so yes we are on the cusp of a massive voiceover artist revolution and I don't think there is anything stopping it. And do you think this is due to the fact that AI has caught up so well, you know, only one, two, three years ago we were working with voices that were generated in Adobe Audition and sounded like computers but now we have emotion, uh, we have companies obviously leading the way like Eleven Labs and then there's another company that recently released uh, PlayHit version 2.0 which allows not only multilingual speaking but also emotions selected so you can say, I want a happy voice over, a sad voiceover, an angry voiceover, and it will do this. Yes. So I, I think that it has a lot to do with it. Um, AI is definitely getting better. And let's face it, if you are a company that makes games, if you could generate incredibly sounding voices on the fly, why wouldn't you do it? You know, it's like AI opens up opportunity for a far more um customized experience for a gamer, right? It's like instead of having just pre-recorded messages, it can generate them on the fly. It can address you by name. It can adapt the response to what you've actually asked. I mean, that is incredibly revolutionizing way of use, sorry, use of voice artists in general, right? So why would you use humans for that specific purpose, right? That's gone. Like, forget about it. If you used to voice for games, the game over, full stop. Like, you are no longer needed. 
needed unless you have incredibly incredibly good voice and the company could maybe want to clone your voice so that your voice still can be used in a project and I think that there will be um, definitely incredibly good use case for that with people who have fantastic voices uh, or recognized voices and I think that will still be the case with actors you know somebody like David Attenborough right like you would want his voice like no nothing and nobody will replace his voice and there are voice artists like that out there so so there is that use case would you want his voice or would you be quite happy with a clone of his voice because some of these famous people like david attenborough like joe rogan uh other people obviously presidents of the united states have been cloned in their entirety and i suppose this opens another avenue of where legally does that stand just as we see the graphic design industry in uh, in a big change right now as well the voiceover industry and the voice acting industry is also facing this right now so yes you could argue really good graphic designers will remain but when you have tools like ideogram who can actually now generate text inside images you know a lot of those uh, you know middle graphic designers and low end are gone. Yes, but but not the top. And I really genuinely don't think that this is a full end of the industry. Like, it, it just isn't. There are really incredible voices out there and there will be projects that really command a human input. And as much as good as the voice overs generated by AI sound, I don't think that they give that emotion that you want at the right time, right moment. And it will still be so, you know, there will be gimmicky adjustments. It will take a long time to get it to like, oh yes, I want this word said like that, this like that. You know what, you might as well actually get a human and say it the way you want to, right? It may change. Absolutely, it may change, but I still think there is a space for incredibly good voiceover artists. So if if you are one of them, if you know you are the top in the industry, stick to it. Like, don't just like get out, you know, immediately look for a backup plan job in a car dealership. (laughs) So it's like, don't do it. Because I do think that we are in a phase where everybody is so kind of like, you know, wowed by the whole thing everybody is trying it out but the, it's kind of like on the app and it will just level down and we will see kind of some some sort of normality returning but it will be a new normality but i you know there is no space for, if you are selling your voice on fiverr if you are um recording on a blue yeti microphone in your bedroom like forget about this your job is done there is no space for you in the industry and this is super harsh but it's like you are out there is no space for you full stop so you know there is that differentiation that we need to make and um you know it really hurts to see how some incredibly good voice artists are backing out too fast um we you know we work with top voice talent in the world some of the busiest people in the industry it hurts to hear from them and and they say listen you know it's like the whole month i'm dead like all my clients are gone you know just hold on to it stick to it hold tight you know we need to find a way to to find space for those people we need to find a way to find the new normal and i think that it's out there so isabella 
Yeah, what I'm hearing is if you're not up to scratch, if you're not using the high-end gear, uh, if you haven't got a nice voice that will sell, then you may want to look at alternative methods of income. So, you know, that is a big change for the voiceover industry. One thing I wanted to pick up on that you were speaking about is the premium high-end human voices will still be in demand because you can direct them and get them to say exactly what you want, how you want, without having to do a million takes or, you know, 10, 20 takes with AI to get the exact voice you want. Because as we know, with a lot of the generative voice tools out there at the moment, you click generate and every time you click generate, it reads it in a slightly different way. And so just like when you're using mid-journey, you might have to generate a few different prompts before you get the image that looks how you want. But one thing that I absolutely know is coming next will be the ability to make edits. Now, let me enhance on how exactly that will work. So just as we now understand the future of audio editing is not waveform based, as in visual inside an audio editor like Adobe Audition or Logic or GarageBand or Audacity, the future of audio editing and video editing will be text based. And all of the big companies are showing that this is possible. Adobe putting transcript and text based editing into Premiere Pro. I'd love to see it in Adobe Audition, by the way. Descript doing this, uh, you know, Riverside.fm that we use to record this podcast creates a transcript and you can search by text as well. So the future of audio editing is text-based. And that means the future of working with voiceovers is text-based. And a lot of the AI tools in the future are going to give you editors that will allow you to change the emotion on a granular level. So just as in an audio editor, you may place an envelope to say, make it a bit quieter here, pan it to the left here, add reverb here, you'll be adding envelopes to your AI tool to say, make it happier here, make it more excited here, make it angry here. And this is how you'll be directing a voice. And think of the potential for that, Isabella, because whereas you might work with a voice artist and, you know, many of the voice artists we work with in our company, Music Radio Creative, you know, we'll send a script to them. They're all professionals. They'll send us back three, four, five takes that all sound great. But the traditional way of working with voice artists, and I speak from an experience of working in the radio industry for many years, is you'd get them dialed in on an ISDN line and you'd keep directing them until they said the line exactly the way you wanted it. So still there was that manual work of the producer talking to the voice artist and saying, no, that's not quite right, more emphasis on this word. But if the future is just saying opening an envelope and making it slightly bigger on that word inside an AI editor, that's going to cut time as well. Well, but is it though? It's not going to cut the time of the producer because actually you still have to do the same thing. So I I don't think that this necessarily is going to save time, make it any better. Yes, it will make it more usable in more cases. So in more cases, we'll be able to use uh, AI-generated voices, but this does not take away a need for a good producer to listen to it and say, this word could do with that. Like this is, you know, still the human input, human creativity, creativity still comes to play. But, um, you know, some of the best, best voice artists know intuitively how to do it well. And actually every producer out there will tell you that the best voice artists require minimum direction. So, you know, do you want to work with an AI uh, machine that you will have to direct every time? Or would you perhaps take that incredibly talented voice artist who will just nail it on the first go? 
And I think, you know, the answer is easy here, right? So yes, you know, there are there are some cases that I think it will use, it won't replace it. And I, I genuinely believe it won't replace it fully. Now, be under no illusion. I have no doubt that every single company out there who's creating AI voiceovers wants to replace voiceovers, like human voiceovers. There is no like there is no in between. Like all of those companies on the top of their goals, you will see replace humans. Like this is as simple as that. But I think it's up to us now to decide whether will we allow this to happen? You know, are we going to, to let that happen? And then there is the the ethical side of things. Okay, so let's let's go into this um part of the conversation for a moment. So every yes. single company that is uh making generative AI voiceovers has trained their models on hours and hours and hours of professional voiceover recordings. So where do we stand here with with the whole conversation? Those companies would not exist today, would not have such a great results if not for hours and hours of work of professionals who have dedicated their lives to learning how to be incredible voiceover, how to be an actor. They went to school, you know, attended so many different lessons, classes. They, you know, performed so many different times to nail their craft. Some mm. company just accesses that on the internet because it's freely available, right? You know, YouTube videos, you know, all of that stuff. They put it into deep learning machines and they spit out something that has effectively taken, you know, all of your hard work. So where do we stand ethically speaking on that like where is there a balance yeah. to say should we as human beings allow for something like this to happen is this in our interest as humanity to do that is this okay to do it to other humans like you know where do we stand with that what do you think about that mike yeah it's really interesting just as open ai has scooped up a lot of the internet and they're you know currently having a debate with the new york times about like you know should they have scooped their articles or not to train their large language model so uh yes voice artists voice actors have spent all of their lives honing their craft and training to be professional and even, you know, paying thousands and thousands of dollars to go on coaching courses and lessons to classically train their voice to speak well. And then that is mimicked by AI and thrown back at us in a way that is potentially better than any individual voice artist can do because it's the the collective knowledge. I think that is a really exciting thing for humanity. How is that exciting? Hang on minute how is this exciting this isn't exciting it's scary i come down on the side of of tech being able to really improve by taking a look at everything that humans know and showing us how to do it really well but i also hear the very ethical side of this and you know i know there are voice artists that have you know signed contracts previously i mean this has been covered in the wall street journal and such that they've signed contracts with big tech companies back in the past uh, because they did some voice work for them and you know had a nice rudimentary ai voice of themselves cloned but now those those rights have been sold on and now actually there's a very good clone of that particular voice artist out there meaning that that voice artist can lose work because 
because, well, you can go straight to the AI generator and use their voice or a voice that sounds very similar. Some AI voice companies now uh, can actually generate randomized voices that, quote unquote, never existed before using AI. Again, it's all trained on real human data. And where do we stand on the ethics well, of that? Well, but, you know, it's like you can take this further, Mike. So if you say this is exciting for humanity. So where do we stand in 100 years from now if you can train AI to become a doctor, if you can train it to become a car mechanic, if you can train it to become, you know, whatever. Like the only job that will be left is to be a builder, right? Because AI won't, well, until robots come and they will build your house for you and they will know exactly how to do it. But it's like, so what's left for us as humans? Like, you know, I'm genuinely concerned about the future of our children. It's like, what kind of career should they go into? Like, you know, is becoming a doctor good enough? You know, other than maybe becoming a computer, you know, like a software engineer, like what else can they become? Like th- this to me is completely scary. And also, where is the the creativity that's still left? So we went to this beautiful cathedral um, the other day uh, with Mike. It's the the beautiful uh, Glastonbury Abbey uh, that that we went into. All right. So it dates back to I think it was like 1300s. Like, and you look around and you are like wow what incredible creativity has you know has actually created this incredible building right so somebody has actually sat and thought well let's make this like that okay so now we are at the stage where we feed AI uh, and computers all that creativity that existed before And we are going to start spitting out, you know, AI generated creativity. But what this is going to do is make humans lazy. And actually, you know, if you can, even as an artist, prompt AI to generate something amazing, does it not kill your creativity? Does it not kill the artistic soul in you? And and are we all of a sudden going to stop creating? Like, you know, the the most beautiful element of humanity is our uniqueness and creativity in each and one of us. And are, is AI about to come in and just take that away like that? Because if we allow it, it will. And and I think this is incredibly sad because are we going to have some incredible talent, like a person who's created that beautiful Abbey, free enough to go in and say, I can create something like that. Or will they never have a chance to shine because the company that wants to build the next Abbey will be like, well, if we need to pay two million pounds to this amazing architect, why shouldn't we have it for, you know, maybe 500 pounds with an AI? Do you see how damaging that can become if you let it run wild? You know, this is genuine worry for me as a human being. I am not excited about AI. I am scared. And so should you be because this has a potential to, to kill our creativity and that uniqueness, that spark in the humans that we have been so lucky to have for hundreds of years. I am genuinely sad. It's a, it's a really good point. You put across a really good point. I'd be interested to hear uh, in the comments to this episode, wherever you hear it, uh, for you to give us some feedback on what your opinion is on 
the future of humanity and AI. It's it's a really interesting debate. Despite you being scared of AI, Isabella, you did actually go ahead and clone your voice. I did. I I, I find this incredibly interesting for preservation. So uh, not only I've cloned my voice, we've also cloned our 8-year-old and 11-year-old. And I would love to do it again when they are 9 and 12 and so on, because I think... It's incredible asset. Say to if if one of our children decided to be a voice artist in the future, um, if they can go into the client and say, well, would you like me as a nine year old, or you know, would you like my voice as a teenager, you know, or, or would you like me as an old man, you know, it's it's literally like that. And I think that is incredibly interesting. So yes, I've cloned my voice. I think you know, it's it's. It, I was interested to hear because I'm not a native English speaker, and um, for me. It was interesting. You sound Australian. But then you say that, but then some people say South African and whatever. So my accent isn't a pure British English accent. I was really curious as to how it's going to sound when you sort of, you know, throw it into the deep learning AI machine and (laughs) what is going to... And this is Isabella's clone. Let's have a listen. I am really excited for the future of the voiceover industry. Together, we can do this. Mm. I'm not excited, though. This is not something I would say. And then your native language is Polish, so we got you to read a a little poem in Polish. I'm going to play that poem from the AI first, and then I'd like you straight off the back of it to read it in your own voice, and we'll judge which one's better. So here's AI Isabella speaking in Polish. A otóż i macie wszystko. Byłem jak lipy szelest. Na imię mi było Krzysztof i jeszcze ciało. To tak niewiele. A otóż i macie wszystko. Byłem jak lipy szelest. Na imię mi było Krzysztof i jeszcze ciało. To tak niewiele. I think I preferred the AI, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And here's, uh, yes, you can actually clone your voice and speak in different languages. This is me talking about cheese in French. Je suis un grand fan de fromage. J'adore ça. And this is me talking about cheese in Japanese. So there you go. It's exciting time. I think that this part is is creative, and I think that this is where voiceover artists can maybe tinker a little bit. You know, it's like because if if you are a really good voiceover artist and can all of a sudden speak those different languages, I think that has a potential to open the market for you. But I will say it again, and I think this is a, a good closing remark for for this episode. If you think that you can get away with sitting with a Blue Yeti in your bedroom, think again. It genuinely is time time to, to exit, like game is over. But if you are fully trained professional voiceover artist with an incredible voice, stick to it. Keep going. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts in comments uh, where, or, you know, wherever you are watching. Can I ask a final question before we wrap? And that is, I'd like to give maybe a little bit of hope at the end of this episode. Do you think as voice artists, particularly if you happen to be blessed with a really beautiful voice, do you think that that is the one thing that voice artists can hold on to and retain and have some autonomy over in the future. Obviously, generative AI voices, voices we've never heard before, all come into the mix. But if you have a really epic voice, like some of the real top, top level voice artists in the UK, in the US, internationally, or famous people like obviously Morgan Freeman and so on, do you think those voice prints can be sort of copyrighted and held as a piece of intellectual property For instance, if you have a good voice, can you then pass your AI clone on to your kids and say, continue to make money and royalties from my voice when I die uh, because this is my unique voice print 
I guess I'm asking you, Isabella, I don't know if you have the answer to it. Can you copyright? Can you have ownership over a voice print? You can't at the moment is the answer. There, It doesn't exist. And also there are a lot of implications to it because your voice changes as you grow. And, you know, as you grow older, as you, you know, your your it changes all the time. Yes, I guess there is an, some element of uniqueness. And I think it's up to us humans to, to, to decide how do we define that unique sound? Like, you know, how do you, it's not something that can you write this down? Like, could this be in some way turned into numbers and digits? Could this be in some way defined in a unique way, just as our DNA is defined? Could we define our voices in the same way? So let's, um, I, I think that this is one for, for way smarter people than me to figure out. But but we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, we would love to hear how you've been affected so far by the the AI. You know, have you noticed changes in in how your customers interact with you? What are your thoughts? Let us know in the comments. Connect with us, um, and most importantly, if you haven't done so already, click subscribe and share the episode with friends who may find this useful. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you next time. AI Tools for Creators, where technology and creativity merge. It's like having a creative partner that never sleeps. Subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts.